It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Political chaos in three states unfolding right now. This morning, the New South Wales Premier fighting for her political life. It follows bombshell revelations at a corruption inquiry. A vote of no confidence set to be launched targeting Daniel Andrews and the Victorian government. Plus, the Queensland opposition leader's campaign in turmoil, forced to deny she's been referred to the election watchdog. And back on the road, Donald Trump pits the campaign trail fresh from COVID isolation. This is 7 News with Anne Sanders. Good morning. There's political turmoil across New South Wales and Victoria as we go to air. New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian's position is under growing pressure. She's refusing to step down following yesterday's bombshell revelations. She was in a secret relationship with a disgraced former MP. And the Victorian opposition is moving a motion of no confidence in the Andrews government today as the Premier admits his roadmap out of lockdown may need to be scrapped. Let's bring in New South Wales state political reporter Alex Hart. Good morning, Alex. Premier Berejiklian is set to be grilled in Parliament today over those stunning corruption inquiry revelations, but she's standing firm, refusing to step down from the top job. That's right, Anne. Gladys Berejiklian says she is going nowhere. The Premier left her house this morning, brushing off questions about her future as she came straight here to Parliament House. She's already held a couple of meetings this morning, one with Liberal MPs, one with the entire Coalition Party room as well, including Nationals and MPs, it's my understanding. At both of those, she apologised to her colleagues for any hurt and embarrassment and thanked them for their support, but very much said she wants to get on with the job despite those humiliating revelations. The ICAC yesterday, the corruption watchdog, the revelations that she was in a long-standing secret relationship uh, with the subject of that inquiry, the disgraced former Liberal Daryl Maguire. Let's hear some of what Ms Berejiklian had to say leaving her house this morning. Premier, how are you feeling this morning? I'm OK. Do you have the support of the Liberal Party room? So, Alex, the situation isn't looking good for the Premier. Is her party still standing behind her? Well, for the most part, the party is. We've heard from both moderate and conservative ministers coming out backing the Premier repeatedly last night and again this morning. The man considered most likely to succeed her, the Treasurer and Deputy Liberal Leader Dom Perrottet, also again pledging him his support. The plan at this stage is to try to ride this out, even though there could well be more damning revelations to come. Her ex, Dow Maguire, due to take the stand at the ICAC tomorrow 
and the next day after that. So MPs bracing for whatever he has to say. One has already come out publicly, Matthew Mason Cox, and expressed concern, saying the party perhaps should start to look in another direction. We'll hear from him shortly, but first, the Transport Minister, Andrew Constance, speaking on Sunrise this morning. Ultimately, in terms of GLAD, I mean, she's done nothing wrong. She doesn't need to resign. And she wants to just get back to, to work and focus on COVID and look after us all and get through the recession, and that's what she's going to do. She is going to be continue to be the rock-solid Premier she is. She's wonderful. Terrible day yesterday with the Premier, and I think we really seriously now need to look at the next steps. And keeping with that theme of getting on with the job, we are expecting a media conference with the Premier in the next hour or so, and no doubt plenty more tough questions for her to answer. And State political reporter Alex Hart. Thank you very much, Alex. Let's go to Laurel Irving now in Melbourne. Laurel, good morning to you. The Victorian opposition is moving a vote of no confidence in the Andrews government. And this motion will be debated in Parliament this afternoon. And this is about the handling of COVID-19, in particular Victoria's second wave, which we know was sparked by the failure of the hotel quarantine program and that failure was claimed yesterday its second senior scalp. We saw Victoria's top public servant Chris Eccles quit after it was revealed that evidence he'd given to the inquiry into hotel quarantine was wrong. Now this motion this afternoon is unlikely to succeed. The opposition doesn't have the numbers in the lower house but it is designed to put maximum pressure on Daniel Andrews. This is the government that's presided over the worst failure of public administration in this country's history. Over 790 people have lost their lives, thousands of businesses shut, hundreds of thousands of people out of work and millions of Victorians locked down. Our Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews has conceded his roadmap out of lockdown may need to change mm. and the latest COVID infection figures have just been released. What do they show? Yes, another 12 cases, unfortunately, in Victoria today. And the good news is they're all linked to known outbreaks, so the uh, possibility of containing them is much greater. But our rolling average has now risen back up to 10 over a 14-day period, and that's double what the Premier has said is the goal for coming out of lockdown. So over the past 24 hours, we have seen a real shift in his language now, starting to talk for the first time about perhaps changing those targets, recognising that we we may not ever get to the average of five. We are seeing slow steps out of lockdown this week. We've seen thousands of Victorian children go back to school after spending the entire of term three learning from home. Uh, and the government's this morning announced 4,000 extra tutors to help them get back on track, Anne. Laurel Irving in Melbourne. Thank you, Laurel. To breaking news, New South Wales has just recorded seven new cases of COVID-19. They are all locally transmitted and consist of two doctors who worked at a medical clinic in Lakemba. The other five are all members of the same household in southwestern Sydney. One is a disability support worker who's worked at three separate group homes recently. Another visited a childcare centre while infectious. Close contacts are being notified. Meanwhile, the Queensland election was briefly plunged into chaos this morning to Patrick Lyon, now in Brisbane. Pat, opposition leader Deb Frecklington has been forced to deny claims she's been referred to the state election watchdog. Yeah, a bit of drama. Our reports this morning said the LNP 
organisation had referred the LNP leader to the election watchdog here. This relates to a series of dinners she's said to have attended in July and August at restaurants and homes and even Parliament. Property developers are banned from making donations in Queensland. Some did attend these events but uh, from all reports did not donate. However, other guests were linked to making tens of thousands of dollars of donations. Uh, there are also claims that donations from developers were funneled, uh, were funneled to the LNP via a third party. Uh, Ms Frecklington has denied she was issued a show cause notice. That's one of the key claims by the LNP over concerns about her attendance at these dinners. And in a statement, LNP HQ denied this morning uh, the allegation that the LNP has referred Ms Frecklington to the ECQ. It says it has not. And uh, the LNP says it regularly communicates with the ECQ to ensure compliance. And Miss Frecklington did just say, as such, at a press conference moments ago, uh, she's denied wrongdoing, defended her integrity, and says it's not unusual for a politician to attend business dinners. All right, Pat Lyon reporting from Brisbane. Thank you very much, Pat. China has reportedly ordered some of its steel mills and power plants to stop importing Australian coal. The move comes after China imposed restrictions on Australian barley and beef following Scott Morrison's call for an investigation into the origins of the coronavirus. But the Treasurer has played down concerns of an escalating trade war. That relationship is important. It's challenging from time to time, but will continue to be very critical to Australia's economic prosperity and to China's economic growth. Josh Frydenberg says there's more than $200 billion of two-way trade between both countries every year. US President Trump is back on the campaign trail, holding a rally in Florida less than two weeks after being diagnosed with coronavirus. Supporters turned out in force to see the president, officially declared non-infectious and raring to go. Ash Mullaney was at the rally. Well, here we have it, a historic moment as the President of the United States returns to the stage exactly a week after being released from hospital with coronavirus. Donald Trump has been eager to get back on the campaign trail, picking Florida to resume his election pitch, hoping to prove beyond politics that he's fit enough, healthy enough for another four years. His supporters turned out in the hundreds to hear from the president tonight. But it's great to be back in my home state, Florida, to make my official return to the campaign trail. I am so energized by your prayers and humbled by your support. We've had such incredible support. Now they say I'm immune. I can feel, I feel so powerful. I'll walk into that audience. I'll walk in there. I'll kiss everyone in that audience. I'll kiss the guys and the beautiful women and um, everybody. I'll just give you a big fat kiss. With 22 days until the election, it's likely we'll see the president host at least another 22 rallies. Next up, Pennsylvania, Ohio and North Carolina. He's pulled out of his second debate, instead banking on FaceTime with the party faithful to revive his re-election hopes. These in-person events slammed by rival Joe Biden. His reckless personal conduct since his diagnosis has been unconscionable. The longer Donald Trump is president, 
the more reckless he seems to get. We're going to have, if it's possible, an even greater and more important victory than we had just four years ago. The majority of Americans are heading into this election having already decided who they'll vote for. The president has delivered yet another made-for-TV moment tonight in a bid to win support. A COVID crisis is playing out on board an infected ship floating off WA's north coast. Six more crew members have now tested positive for coronavirus. The iron ore bulk carrier Vega Dream is anchored off Port Hedland after sailing from Shanghai via Manila. Infectious patients are currently isolating in their quarters on the ship. Cardinal George Pell has met the Pope at the Vatican overnight. It's the first time the 79-year-old has come face-to-face -face with the pontiff since he was arrested over child sex abuse charges, which have now been quashed. Sarah Greenodge has more. Sarah, what happened in the meeting? We're told this meeting lasted around half an hour, the first time the pair has come face to face since Cardinal George Pell was convicted of child sex abuse offences and then acquitted in April this year. When quizzed by reporters after the meeting, Cardinal Pell uh, reportedly said that it went very well. The Vatican took the pretty rare steps of releasing its own photos and videos of what was supposed to be a private reception, a clear indication that both of these men wanted the world to know that they had met. You can here in the video that Pope Francis thanks Cardinal Pell for his witness and he then talks about it lasting for more than a year. Vatican insiders believe that is a reference to the 13 months that Cardinal Pell spent behind bars. The 79-year-old returned to Rome almost a fortnight ago, the first time he has been back to Italy since leaving in 2017 to fight the charges against him. Another really notable aspect of this meeting is the clear lack of COVID-19 precautions. Both men aren't wearing masks, even though they are now mandatory in Italy, both indoors and outdoors. There is zero social distancing. They are touching, shaking hands, sitting very close together as they have this chat. And this comes on a day when the Vatican confirmed that four Swiss guards, the men in charge of protecting the 83-year-old pontiff, have tested positive for coronavirus. They are now in quarantine. Italy, on the whole, is experiencing a surge in coronavirus cases, especially the Lazio region surrounding the Vatican. Wall Street has surged higher overnight, led by an incredible rally among tech stocks. To finance editor Gemma Acton. Good morning, Gemma. How's our market doing this morning? Oh, good morning, Anne. Well, we've seized on that enthusiasm from Wall Street with the ASX 200 bursting higher this morning, led up by our local banks, technology and retail companies. Buy now, pay later giant Afterpay is up more than 4% this morning, while ANZ is close behind, around 3% higher. The Commonwealth Bank, which is currently hosting a virtual annual shareholder meeting, is up by around one and a half percent. Now that's ahead of a decision on Chief Executive Matt Coman's pay package. Telstra also has its annual meeting today. Its shares are trading just less than three percent higher and that same sense of optimism is on show today with the latest consumer confidence survey from ANZ Roy Morgan. It's higher for the sixth week in a row enjoying a post-budget bounce and lifting back up to its highest level since late May. But despite all of that positivity around our economy the Aussie dollar has slipped back Back below 72 US cents this morning. And Gemma Acton reporting. Thank you, Gemma. Our borders remain closed thanks to the pandemic, and it's unclear when they will reopen again. But these holidays, we're being urged to pack our bags regardless and head off on a trip within Australia. Tourism Australia has teamed up with comedian Hamish Blake and wife author Zoe Foster Blake in their newest campaign. For Australia. 
What about the outback? Yes, yes. We could catch our own lunch. I know exactly what you mean. Oh, honey, I could teach the kids to surf. You don't know how to surf. Yeah, I mean, obviously, someone would teach me and then I would pass on the wisdom to them. The campaign hopes to boost local economies hit hard by the lack of international tourists. Next in 7 News, we'll have sport with Matt Carmichael, including preparations ramp up ahead of this weekend's AFL and NRL preliminary finals. Also, Australia's best racehorse has a rough ride heading into the $15 million Everest. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Brisbane Lions captain Dane Zorko says they don't fear the cats heading into Saturday night's AFL prelim. Last time they met, Geelong turned a 22-point deficit into a 27-point victory on the back of nine straight goals. Heads probably dropped a little bit, which is not the way that we've certainly been coached. Um, and that's something that we were really disappointed by. But we've turned that around a lot um, in the remaining rounds. And um, I thought in moments now we've been a lot better. Essendon have re-signed midfielder Carl Langford on a two-year deal. The Raiders' confidence is growing after ending the Roosters' bid for an NRL three-peat. Canberra are chasing a second straight grand final appearance when they face the Storm in Friday night's preliminary final. That just really, really gave us a, a little bit more confidence and belief. I mean, beating the Roosters in a big game. We've always had that belief and confidence in us as a team and um, just getting other people on board with us now. Cameron Munster is firming to play for Melbourne after testing his injured knee in a full training session. The greats of modern cricket continue to thrill in the Indian Premier League. While Aaron Finch took a few blows in his 47 for Bangalore against Kolkata, South African legend A.B. de Villiers was unstoppable. The 36-year-old smashed 73 from only 33 balls, including six monster sixes. Oh, yes, A.B. So good. This hitting is unbelievable. Chasing 195, Kolkata were bowled out for only 112. It's been a mixed lead-up to the Everest race for master trainer Chris Waller. His horse, Hortbrion Her, received a late call-up for the $15 million race, but Australian Racehorse of the Year Nature Strip heads in without a win this season after a problematic barrier trial last month. Three months ago, obviously, Nature Strip was a clear favourite, and I admit he's not now, but we know that he's the right type of horse to bounce back. The Everest and Caulfield Cup Day is live on 7 on Saturday. LA Lakers fans took their NBA championship win celebrations a bit too far. Despite the pandemic, hundreds hit the streets of Los Angeles after the Lakers won their first title since 2010. 76 people were arrested and eight police were injured in a night of chaos. But one fan took precautions, donning a plastic bubble to enjoy some COVID-safe celebrations. So, yeah, at least one of them was pretty smart there, and that's a yeah, pretty good idea. way to do it. Thanks a lot, man. An American man has filmed an intense standoff with a cougar. The predator stalked him for six full minutes while he was on a run in Utah. Go away! No! No! Oh, the cougar eventually lost interest and ran off. <laughs> oh, 
You'd be worried about that, wouldn't you, Brownie? Oh, What's chased, happening? Be, imagine being chased by a cougar. No, wow. Thanks. How's the weather looking? Mm, I'm surprised he didn't drop his phone. Look, uh, good morning, and Look, it's a beautiful day right around the uh, country. In fact, let's go to the weather wall. In fact, uh, we're popping into Perth at the moment. Warm, sunny conditions today at around 29 degrees. Melbourne, well, it's cold, it's cloudy, low-level cloud, and most of this should start to, well, break up as the uh, day wears on. For Sydney, though, it's another stunning day across the Harbour City. Warm today, 27 degrees, yes, almost there, but a cool change is expected to uh, hit the city somewhere between 6 and 8 o'clock this evening. Tomorrow for uh, Brit... Oh, sorry. Brisbane, I should say, right now it's partly cloudy and a warm top around 28 degrees. Latest satellite information, we go to it right now. There's that low cloud that's banking up through southern parts of Victoria at the moment. It's also shrouding Melbourne. Got some storm activity happening through the interior of Queensland. For the next uh, 24 hours, you'll notice we'll see a, a continuation of some scattered showers and storm activity through, well, central parts of Queensland. Essentially fine conditions for most of the uh, country tomorrow, although rather cold southerly will start to impact southern parts of WA. Expecting 18 degrees in Albany. Might see a storm as well. Warming up in Adelaide, 31 degrees tomorrow for Melbourne. Fine, mostly sunny conditions. A beautiful day, 25 degrees. And Sydney, not as warm as today. Partly cloudy conditions remaining dry in 24. That's the latest weather. More at 4am. Thank you, Brani. And that's 7 News to Now. We'll keep you up to date throughout the day. Our next bulletin is at 4pm. I'm Ann Sanders. Thanks for your company. Have a lovely day.